Social Zoom Factor, episode 202. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Are you ready to take your new idea to fruition? One of the first things you need to do is get your business online. Our partner HostGator can take you from zero to turbo fast. Download their Get Online the Easy Way ebook and receive a coupon code for 30% off any new hosting package. Simply visit socialzoomfactor.com slash hostgator easy or simply text hostgator to 33444. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we are talking about Twitter, and we are going to be talking specifically about how you can increase conversions and sales and leads by utilizing Twitter. So we have a lot of information to cover. I have 14 strategies and tips for you that you can begin implementing today that will help you get a higher ROI out of the effort you are putting into Twitter. So let's go ahead and let's dive right in and get started. Okay, first tip is that you can't wing it. And the thing that most people don't understand about Twitter is success on Twitter is not just about Twitter, okay? Anytime I'm teaching a seminar, a class, or doing keynote speaking, everybody will come up to me and say, Pam, how have you managed to learn how to rock Twitter? How do you have 270,000 followers? How is Twitter the number one platform that's helped you grow your business the past five years? It's because I don't focus on solely on Twitter. I don't spend all day on Twitter. I spend more time of my business and my life on providing amazing content. I have an integrated digital and social platform. I work on things like my blog, on my podcast, on video, uh, conversion funnels and landing pages and email marketing, okay? Those who have the greatest success on Twitter have a solid and integrated digital platform that is designed and optimized for not only conversions, but also the mobile customer, all right? You need to have a digital platform that is optimized for the social customer, They are mobile, they are agile, they want information fast and quick. You are going to get out of Twitter, what you put into Twitter, what you do outside of Twitter is just as important as what you do on Twitter, 
Okay. If there's one thing that I want you to walk away from this podcast today or run away from it, if you're running on the treadmill, if you're driving, don't go drive into a curb because you're already mad at me because your online digital platform sucks. If your online digital platform stinks, you need to start there. There's no Twitter band aid. You're going to be able to put on your platform on your platform in the name of Twitter that's going to fix your digital, your social, your lead, your sales and conversion funnel problem. All right. You need to have a plan. Plan your work and work your plan. You need to know your goals. You need to know your objectives. You need to learn the basics of Twitter. You need to know what is a hashtag. How do you engage? What are How is your audience engaging? We'll talk about your audience in a minute. But I have done a ton of blog posts, a ton of podcasts on the topic of Twitter. So I will make sure I link to those. I have Twitter for business in a nutshell, Twitter in a nutshell, hashtags in a nutshell, uh, a lot of 10 to 10 minute to 30 minute podcasts that you can very quickly learn the foundations of Twitter if you don't know them. And I'll tell you, a lot of times people think that they know Twitter, but in reality, they don't. They've focused on all the wrong things and they don't have a digital and a social platform that is going to help them convert business. So I will make sure I link to a ton of those episodes and pa- and resources for you at socialzoomfactor.com slash 202 because this is episode 202. And make sure you download our tw- Twitter persona worksheet, which will help you build out that personal brand. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash Twitter persona. Tip number two is you need to know your audience, all right? You need to make sure you know, is your ideal customer hanging out on Twitter? How are they hanging out on Twitter? Uh, Who is currently following you? How are they behaving? Uh, Check out Twitter analytics. It's a gold mine and it's free. It's a gold mine for understanding how people are seeing you, how people are engaging with your content, all right? You need to know your audience. And I talk about this a ton in all the rest of my podcasts. So I'm not going to rat hole into this today. Tip number three is to use Twitter lists. Twitter lists are going to help you know your audience because you can also understand why people are following you. Wouldn't you like to know that? Why are people following you? How did they find you? When people start putting you on a Twitter list, it starts to tell you information about the perceptions that you are making, the imprints that you are making in people's brains and hearts. Okay. If they're putting you on a list that says motivation, okay, that means you're motivating them. If they're putting you want to list that says business coach. That means that they're seeing you as a business coach. If they're putting you on a list for, you know, industry rock star, whatever your industry is, that means they think you're really great at what you do. If they put you on list titled thought leader, that means they're thinking that you are a thought leader. And I remember when I first hopped on Twitter, was late 2009 when I, or actually early 2009 when I was still in corporate America. And I left corporate America in late 2009, started our first agency in early 2010, which we sold by 2011. And then we're on to the second and we're now on to the third agency. But I remember 
coming out of the corporate world, right? Just being beat down and so tired and had climbed the corporate ladder and things were just crazy. And I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And immediately people started putting me on Twitter lists titled like business coach and inspiration. And it was so enlightening for me. And it just honestly delighted my heart because I was immediately being seen as somebody that was inspiring people. Right. And I used to hop on Twitter in the mornings and I would share quotes every day. And did you know that quotes are some of the most retweeted content on Twitter? Okay. And you can learn about a lot about your audience through things like quotes. And so it taking a look at my Twitter list a hundred percent transformed how I engaged on Twitter because I had an immediate feedback as to what people were thinking of me, what they thought of my content. So if you haven't taken a look at Twitter lists, make sure you do it. Make sure you also are building your own Twitter list and those can be private and the, or those can be public and that will help you curate content so you can curate and find the best content from your industry, from your local area. And I did a podcast on Twitter list specifically a while back. So I will make sure that I link to that in the show notes page slash blog post for this episode. Tip number four is to focus on building community and relationships first and sales second. And I know that's hard. If you are new to Twitter, so many people that are new to Twitter, they look at Twitter as this opportunity that you can get out there and just tell your message to the world and share your links with the world, okay? You need to slow down and realize it's not just about you. And although you are new to Twitter, not everybody else is new to Twitter. There are millions of people that are already on Twitter every single day. So by you going out there, hey, I'm here, everybody download my app. Wrongo. That's not what you should be doing. You need to focus on relationships. You need to focus on the power of community. I talk a lot about other people's content and other people's community. You need to find a way to integrate yourself. You need to find a way to become trusted, to become an authority. But it all starts with a friend, right? It all starts with a conversation. And social media is really about a one-to-one conversation. Yes, we can tweet out a link and, and have a lot of clicks come to that after you build a community, after you build trust. But when you're first starting out, I really like to recommend you're sharing no more than 20% of your content is about yourself. All right. The rest of that should be content from other people, content um, that you maybe are sharing uh, about your industry, news and stats, maybe personal information. It's different for every brand and every person. And if you don't know where to start with any of this, our agency, The Marketing Nuts, can absolutely help you. This is what we do for our day job with both organizations from startups to enterprise, as well as we help people with their personal brands. So if you need some help, we can help you. Tip number five is to drive the desired action that's going to help you nurture relationships. Now notice, I didn't just say drive the desired action that's going to help you get a sale. 
right? Because you're not going to be able to get a sale the first day you hop on Twitter. You may get lucky and get a couple. I've worked with a couple brands where we have absolutely done that. But you need to focus on relationships. So you need to have that conversion funnel. This is where that integrated digital platform comes in. And I did a, a couple podcasts just on how to build an integrated platform. You want to be doing things like building out your email list. You want to have call to actions. Maybe it's a white paper. Maybe it's a worksheet. It's a toolkit that people can download, something that is of value to them so that they will trust you with their email address. And guess what? Once you get their email address, then you can better nurture a relationship with them. So how can you build relationships with people? How can you offer relevant value that is contextual and interesting to them and will help them solve problems? so that you can nurture that relationship in a genuine, authentic way, in a transparent way. You need to tell people what to do. You need to tell them how they can engage in a relationship with you and make it as easy as you possibly can because that is how you're going to earn trust. That is how you are going to establish thought leadership. That is how brand equity increases, which we talked about in episode 201, the fact that your logo is not your brand. And we talked in detail on how do you increase brand equity? How do you build your brand architecture, your brand identity, your brand strategy? So if you have questions around that, I really encourage you to check out episode 201 that you are only going to increase brand equity when somebody makes an investment in your brand because then the equity becomes the difference between what they put into in that investment versus what they get out of it. And as long as the value is high, then that equity starts to increase. Tip number six, and this is a big one, which is using visuals that inspire and connect with your audience. And that is going to help you connect in a more emotional, a more professional, if that's what you're going for, but in a way that's going to grab attention. Did you know that our brains process visual information 60,000 times faster than regular text, okay? On Twitter, tweets with images get 18% more click-throughs, 89% more favorites, 150% more retweets, okay? Those are some compelling numbers, Tip number seven to increase conversions and sales is obviously post relevant content. And I talked a little bit about this, but you have really got to be thinking about every single word that is going in every single tweet. And if you do not have an editorial calendar, if you do not have a content calendar that has themes by the year, by the quarter, by the month, and by the week, then you need to do that now. You need to be planning your content. And like I said, do not wing it. Go download our content editorial calendar for 2016. It is broke down for you by every month is in a, in a spreadsheet, in a, a, a sheet within an Excel spreadsheet. It has a tab for every month. Every week is broke down in every day for you to plan your content out. And so you can map that content 
to your audience. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. And that is my gift to you. But you need to make sure that you know your audience and that your content is educational, that it is empowering, that it is inspiring, that it is helpful, that it is solving problems. And the headlines of your content on your blog post, they matter. Don't oversell things. Don't say, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And you know, this is epic. The most 10 epic tips when in reality, I can go find those tips on every single blog post, you know, that has been created in that industry. Be honest. If it's a foundational tip, it's a foundational tip. And that's why you see me use a lot of list posts because my audience loves them. I know what my audience likes. A lot of my peers have given me pushback for years saying, Pam, why do you do all these uh, silly list posts? You know why? Because they get click throughs, because I get conversions, because I get leads and I get sales and people subscribe to my email list. People like content and bits and bites that they can consume. They don't like to read pages and pages of content. They like to be able to scan the content. They like to be able to listen to a podcast like this and have it broke down for them. So you need to put yourself in the shoes of your audience and build your content in the way that you know that they like to consume, to listen, to read, and to watch your content, right? Use the mediums that your audience is using. That's why I don't spend a ton of time right now on Periscope because my audience is not hanging out on Periscope. And I'd love to know, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, are you hanging out on Periscope a good majority of your time? If you are, please tweet me and tell me that or tweet me and tell me that you're not. Because from the research that we have done, our audience doesn't even practically know what Periscope is is. They're not spending time there unless they're watching something entertaining that is about life. And so when I'm targeting a C-level executive to a director of marketing or business owners, they just, they don't have time. They're not hanging out there. So why would I go waste time on Periscope when I know my audience hasn't, um, if, even if they've downloaded that app, they're not using it. Okay. So quit following what your peers are doing. Quit chasing shiny objects and know what is the content that's relevant to your audience. What are the platforms that's relevant to your audience and use Twitter as a way to help you expand that reach for you to increase conversions, right? I I look at Twitter as a way that we can cast this social net that helps us identify our ideal customer and bring them to us organically. We can't force people to our blog site or website or podcast. We're inviting them. Okay, I know we're getting deep into some content here, but we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because they are what keeps this podcast zooming. I have seven more tips for you. We're gonna be talking about things like the pen tweet and Twitter cards and Twitter ads and A-B testing. So you're not gonna wanna miss it. Give our sponsors a listen and I'll be right back. 
The new year brings a time for evaluation, reflection, and planning. As an entrepreneur, you know your product, your target market, and how you are going to differentiate from competition to achieve success. One thing that often gets forgotten, though, is the online foundation. Do you have the right digital foundation to build a structurally sound business, or are you building on sand and hoping it will hold? Successful businesses are built on steady ground. You need a blueprint for success, curb appeal, and security. Our partner HostGator can help you do this and more. Download their business builder kit, inclusive of nine steps for planning your website, 10 mistakes to avoid on your homepage, and three easy steps to protect your website from hackers. Simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash host Gator Biz or text host Gator Biz to 33444. Again, that is socialzoomfactor.com slash host Gator Biz or text host Gator Biz to 33444. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, Goals and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnutswithaz.com. I'm back. All right, let's dive right in. Tip number eight to increase conversions and sales on Twitter is the pinned tweet. And I did a podcast a while back on this topic specifically. If you are not using the pinned tweet, if you don't know what it is, I highly, highly encourage you to check out that episode. However, I'll tell you right now that what the pinned tweet does is it enables you to select any tweet and basically pin it with a sticky, a virtual sticky note. Okay. You're like, you got this big supersized thumbtack virtual, and you're able to pin it to the top of your Twitter profile. So anytime somebody visits your Twitter profile natively, that is the first tweet they're going to see. Now, make sure here you do everything else I've already talked about, where you're not just about yourself, you're not always bragging about yourself, but that you're kind of swapping that content out, even for that pinned tweet, and you're testing your content. And you want to be providing content that is valuable to your audience. It's a great opportunity for you to drive that desired action. So if you're building your email list, it's a great place to put a call to action that's going to inspire people to opt in to your email list so then you can nurture relationships with them. It's great if you are having an event coming up and you want to promote that event. That's a great way to promote that event without having to tweet 20 times a day, come to my event, buy a seat, right? You can just put it up there on the top of your profile for everybody to see. Same thing for podcasting or videos. You can, you know, post a native video or podcast so people can view that straight from Twitter. 
And same thing with Twitter video. I love creating little 30 second Twitter videos and, you know, inspiring people, telling them what's going on, inviting them to take action to engage with our community and then pinning that to our tweet, to my Twitter profile. We do that a lot. I, I host a Twitter community called Get Real Chat. We get together every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. And I communicate a lot with that community and my other communities uh, with Twitter video. And so, you know, recently we've done quite a few tweet chats where we're, we're integrating Twitter video and we have call to actions and we're inspiring people to upload Twitter videos. And it's really, really helping the community get to know each other. And so through that pinned tweet, I'm able to drive that desired action that I want my community to take. I'm telling them what to do. Upload a video and tell me these two things. And it's interesting when you do that and you have a tight knit community, people will do what you tell them to do because they want to be part of that community. People want to share and tell their story. So give them opportunities to do that. Tip number nine is the Twitter card. So you need to take do some research on this and take the time to understand how you can integrate this functionality into your website and blog. Okay, so if you're using WordPress, for example, there's some great you know, off-the-shelf plugins that you can find at wordpress.org, which will make it very easy for you to integrate that into your blog. Now, what the Twitter card does is it brings an image. So it can be a call to action. It can be an image that is unique to that specific blog post. And once you have it set up properly with your blog architecture, then when somebody shares a tweet or you share a tweet from that blog post, it's going to automatically pull in that image. And remember, images are processed by the brain 60,000 times faster than text. So when you are using a Twitter card, you're able to tap into the power of visual marketing. You're also able to bring in a nice little summary of what that blog post is about. And a lot of the, the different Twitter card plugins work very different. So make sure you do your research on that. But if you have a blog, even if you have a podcast where you are you know, doing blog a blog recap with notes, you need to be using the Twitter card, right? It's really, really important. Tip number 10 is utilizing Twitter ads. And this is really important as well. Here you want to, you know, really be focused on driving whatever goals and objectives that you are focused on. You want to have a plan here. You do not want to just throw social spaghetti, uh, in dollars at the Twitter ad machine and expect it to work because it's not going to. So you can do things like targeting your audience. You can target specific conversations. You can utilize you know, ads to get more, you can purchase more followers where people can, ads can pop up and you will be able to get more followers. And those are just a few of the ways, but there are many, many ways that you can tap into that power of Twitter advertising with specific call to actions um, that will help you increase conversions and sales. And I will be doing much more on this topic over the next couple of months. We are launching a class on this as well. So stay tuned. Okay. Tip number 11 is do some A-B testing. So you can't do A-B testing if you are not measuring your results. So, you know, tap into the power that's built into some of these social networks. Um, Get intimate with things like your Google analytics, your web analytics, whatever you're using, Kissmetrics, Enterprise, you know, you may be using WebTrends, Omniture, IBM Core Metrics, but know your 
analytics. Okay, start using URL shorteners. So bit.ly, there's the alley. Do know though, that many of these platforms will show you different numbers. So you kind of just need to pick one or two and stick to it. Um, They're not perfect. They're not built on rocket science, um, but they're going to give you a good ballpark of of how you're doing. And then as you start to dig in deeper to the data, you know, it'll start to make more sense for you. But remember that the problem could be on your landing page, on your blog, your website. Could be that you don't have a digital... uh, integrated social platform. And then you're, you're hopping on Twitter expecting to have conversions when the problem isn't on Twitter. The problem could be the fact that your website or your blog is not mobile responsive. And when you start utilizing social media, you're sending a ton of mobile traffic to your blog and to your website. And if your site is not mobile responsive, if it cannot be easily viewed on a mobile device, such as an iPad, such as an iPhone or an Android device, then what's going to happen to that traffic that's coming to your site? They're they're going to hate that experience, right? Customer experience is your brand. Website visitor experience is your brand. So if you are not optimizing for the social and mobile customer, you are losing them at hello. All right. I want you to hear this loud and clear. And as soon as you start doing some testing and looking at the data and the analytics, you're going to find out where you're falling down. And that's why you need to dig into the data and the analytics, because if you are losing people when before you've said hello to them, if your bounce rate, you know, is 75 percent on every person that's coming to your blog or your website, they're bouncing out of the front page. You, Houston, we have a blog content, a mobile responsive, some type of problem that needs to be fixed. So, you know, be looking at how the data is comparing across your web analytics, your Twitter analytics, as well as the other social networks. What's happening with the traffic that's coming from Facebook? What's coming with referral traffic? If you're doing syndicated content and you're posting some of your same content, maybe on some top industry sites. I do that on socialmediatoday.com as well as B2C, business to community. I publish some of my content there. I know my conversion rates for the content on those two sites and it's high. So that's why I, I publish my content elsewhere. It's worth the risk to my SEO. So you need to know as you are making decisions on strategic and tactical decisions, should I outsource, should I send syndicate my content, yes or no, you need to have data to help you make that decision. Because if you're syndicating and, and letting your content be copied to a top media site, I don't care what site it is, if it's Forbes, if it's whatever that site may be, and you're not getting conversions from that, and they're taking all your SEO juice, unless you're establishing thought leadership, and you're getting you know a benefit in other ways, that decision could be hurting your platform and your business more than it's helping. So that's why you really need to dig into the data and understand what's going on. Tip number 12, this is an easier one, is using Twitter advanced search. So with Twitter advanced search, it's really easy for you to find users, to find communities, to find conversations, to find hashtags. Uh, Check out my hashtag 101, hashtag in a nutshell. If you don't know what a hashtag is or how to use them, you can find the things you need to find, bottom line, by using Twitter advanced search. You will be amazed at what 
you can do with a search on Twitter. You're looking for leads. You're looking to connect to people in your local market, looking to connect to people in your industry. Tap into the power of the Twitter advanced search and then you can come thank me later. All right. Tip number 13 is to get the timing right. Right. And this is where you need to dig into things like the Twitter analytics. This is where you could be using automate some automated scheduling for some of your blog posts. Um, You can use apps like Buffer app, which I love, and it can automatically schedule a post for you. Uh, You need to know who your audience is. Where is your audience uh, geographically? What time of day and night are they consuming content? If you are targeting an international audience and you're shutting off even a local even a national audience, and you are shutting off all your tweets at 5 p.m. because that's when you close up shop, you are missing out on like 15 hours of conversation and sharing that's happening on Twitter. Just because you're not on Twitter doesn't mean other people are not on Twitter. So that's where some scheduling can come in and you can schedule ahead of time content. So it's it's getting out there at the time that is most relevant and helpful to your ideal customer. And apps like Buffer App, Sprout Social, and Hootsuite can easily help you schedule some of that content as well as do some auto scheduling for you. And we work with some enterprise clients, you know, even Fortune 10, 20 brands, and even they do auto scheduling because they need to reach their ideal customer markets. All right, tip number 14, this is the final and last one, is to get your brand right, right? And I talked about this a lot in in this podcast. So I have a ton of past episodes on it. I have a ton of resources and white papers you can download. I will link them on the show notes page. But bottom line, you need to have a solid brand architecture. You need to have a brand identity. You need to know who you are and what value you offer your audience because you are not going to be able to provide your audience with relevant content that's going to help them solve their problems and also attract them, inspire them to get sticky with you and your brand unless you know and you have a strategy for how you're going to do that. You need to know the foundation. Your brand is at the core of your business, right? It is the foundation for who and what you are. It is your promise that you are making to your customers, to your audience, to your community. So you need to make sure that you are investing in that foundation. It's like building a house and not caring what the foundation of your house is like. Are, you know, Once they put up the walls, is the foundation gonna be solid? So you can go put up all the fancy visuals you want on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and Snapchat and Periscope. You can go talk all day about yourself. And if you do not have a solid brand foundation that is establishing trust, that is establishing authority, that is helping you build relationships, that provides a an integrated and delightful experience to the people who come in contact with your brand, it's all for nothing. And Twitter is not going to solve that problem. So if you've been struggling with Twitter to today, and some of these things I hit on kind of hit home for you, where you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have all these problems, or I have half these problems. It's okay. I'll tell you, 90% of the clients we work with have these problems, and we help them solve them. So you are not alone, and you would be surprised how many even large 
large businesses that have a ton of money or they, you know, wish they had a ton of money have the same problems. And what we find the small businesses, the funded startups all the way up to enterprise struggle with the same things. Everybody's figuring this out. So don't beat yourself up too much. Get help if you need to. Our agency would love to help you, but slow down to speed up and make sure you're tapping in to your audience. You're understanding them and you're building a strategy that's going to help you build relationships, establish trust. And, and, you know, the outcome of that will be that you will eventually be able to generate leads and, you know, increase conversion. So I hope that this podcast today has helped you. I know it's a little longer than what we've been doing lately, but I think we provided some great resources and ideas for you to get started to increase sales of your business. I wish you the best of success. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.